I'm Jimmy Lewis. Scott Hoffman. Tyler Belknap. And we are with Dirt Bike Test. And today, this is the Dirt Bike Test podcast. We are talking about the 2020.5 Husqvarna FC450 Rockstar Edition. So this is Husky's precursor to what they're going to release in 2021. It is so that they can race this bike in the uh, current Supercross season. It makes some homologation things. And it has a little bit of changes. Uh, as well as uh, different swing arms, some uh, bearing and stuff in the linkage, uh, suspension valving settings, but also the Rockstar Edition has accessories unlike the standard um, model with triple clamps, updated fancy wheels, uh, Acropovic exhaust pipe. It's FMF on the Husky. Yeah. Oh, FMF. FMF on the Husky. Um, and it has, yeah, the triple clamps. I think, and then of course the graphics that right. uh, give it the uh, Jason Anderson factory look with the number 21. So we'll get right into the power, and uh, what did you guys think? Uh, I thought the Husky had very good power. Uh, it was very awesome bottom. It could pull you out of corners pretty easy if you would just lug it, and it had a good top end too. And your current bike is? A YZ250. Okay, two-stroke. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, 450 four stroke, no matter what's gonna have good power. Scott? Yeah, I think the Husky's really good. I think the power's versatile because of the different maps. And considering I've been riding an RMC 450 the last couple months, it's definitely a lot more uh, peppy than uh, what I've been riding. But I like, myself, I like the standard number one map with sometimes traction control, mostly not. Unlike Jimmy likes map two, and until the end of the day when the uphills got polished, um, I was using no traction control, and map one kind of just didn't work at all for me, and I'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, I like map two with the traction control. Uh, it just kind of helped hold on to the, helped me hold on to the bike with too much power, and it just kind of helped settle it down and just keep the bike going straight. So what's, what's interesting about this bike is this, this motor is probably since 2018, and a half factory edition that's when we first saw this motor it's the smaller lower head right um the more compact engine cases and stuff so it was an all-new engine then and then we're getting kind of close to its its last run ktm's had a, a lot of time to uh, revive and re, um not revive but had to refine this bike uh and from the get-go i've always felt that it doesn't have a lot of rotational mass which really helps in the handling it's a very light feeling bike and, and i've said this even when we talk about some of our off-road bikes it feels more like a 400 than a 450 and in the motocross terms i'll say 350 it feels has that 350-ish kind of feel more than like a bigger bike like a chunky power feel it feels very um uh, quick revving light revving uh and so if you're coming up off of a 250f you're probably not going to notice this. You, you 250 ever riders probably rarely let their bike like lug down and really chug them. Um, where I feel this motor maybe lacks a little bit, and then but if you if you come up a little bit in the power, it always has torque, and and it once it gets going, it gets going, and I feel like it pulls really really good. It's difference of opinion a little bit there. I, I think it still got has a lot of bottom. And uh, I liked that way. I liked map one uh, because I, I was able to, I think, use more of the, the little bit slower revving bottom to get a little bit more traction. But unlike these guys, they liked it a little bit more peppy compared to myself. 
and the Peppy allowed for me it allowed me to go a gear high because if I was riding in map one it, it wouldn't pull the gear high and I had a downshift which meant I was you know, like revving more and I couldn't use the, the chug so I was using map two to give me some chug and most of the time when the traction was good you didn't really I didn't feel traction control really working but it wasn't until the end of the day that that you know the, the the from the power from the mid-range up is super awesome and and it was just that very low low end that chug that you know that a kawasaki has that a that a yamaha you know has um hondags you know even even the suzuki has that chug 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 you know you can really let the bike work uh down there but once it's once it's up and revving i thought it was uh it was pretty good in fact when i didn't have traction control i found i was actually backing off a little bit on the uphills uh, to go faster because it wasn't spinning so much. Bottom line is it makes a lot of power and it has different modes and different settings that can be catered to however you like it. And, and change, depending on changing conditions, you can tune your bike. Yeah, and, and unlike in the past, like the buttons do make a difference. Yeah, you, the you, big difference between yeah. map one and two, traction control and off. But it depends on the situation. Sometimes I don't like the traction control, sometimes I do. Yeah, I, I kind of, like I said, until the track got really slippery, I didn't use it, and you had it on. Yeah, the whole time I had it on. Yeah, so it's it's that's the that's the cool thing about it, it's tunable. And one other thing I really noticed about this bike is, like I say, that it's that, it's that light nature. It also doesn't have very much compression braking. So I kind of found myself, what I'll call two-stroking into the turns, like when I was doing my gear high stuff, and I had to start teaching myself not to downshift, because then I would, again, be, you know, then then that would really slow the bike down. But um, so it, it's, and again, that all kind of goes back to that really light um, rotational mass. And, uh, but uh, clutch, I thought was, uh, the clutch was uh, tricky on the Husky, yeah? yeah it's kind of kind of as a short engagement. Yeah, quick. It's quick engagement. So it's, you have to really remember where your finger point is so you can, you know, actually have it at the right little slip point. I was always playing with that adjustment. Right. Like, 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 like every time I got back on the bike, I was like, which one of you guys move this thing? Because it isn't exactly where I left it. So uh, transmission ratios are good. Um, I think overall it's a pretty solid package, especially for someone that likes to rev their motor. Uh, it's weighing at like 160 pounds, 160 pounds of suspension. I had it, the suspension was pretty good, soft. All we did was just set the sag and then the forks felt a little stiff from stock, so we went into on the rebound, and then after that, the bike rode really good, and I never had any trouble with the suspension. So I'm more in the 200-pound range, and we were able to easily get the, the 105 millimeters. And the first, the first time we went out and shot photos, we actually had it running a little low, because um, we knew we were gonna switch right away, uh, riders. And then the next time I went out and we brought it up to the to the 105 uh, range, so it was down at 108 or so, and just that little bit really seemed like it it let the back end work a lot more, a lot more free. Um, and we kind of played around a little bit with the fork. And in the beginning, I was kind of just playing with the compression only, and it wasn't until these guys started slowing the rebound down that it seemed like it just you know really helped the bike out um settled settled everything down uh i mean i really the changes they did to the air fork they did some stuff with the, the air cartridge so it so the um the uh crossover where it goes from the negative pressure to the positive pressure they changed the lengths of that so um where it kind of starts closing off is a little bit different they did a bunch of stuff with uh 
um, I think they call it a trampoline valve in the mid in the mid speed. So it it, it changes uh, things there. Some stuff with bushings to make it so that things there's not as much. Because they seem like they got that whole front end to work. And I really compared it to when we rode the 2019 bike. Uh, it just seems like it's a much more well-rounded package. It just seems more balanced. Um, relatively critical about the about the ride height. I mean, it was I was amazed at how much that made a difference. But I didn't feel the need to change the shock. And we're at Glen Helen here, and it got torn up and beat up. And um, other than you know what I attribute to what the tire was doing, I thought the suspension performed admirably. All right, myself, I'm 200 plus pounds, so I'm a little bit outside the target. So we were not able to get that 105, and we probably ended up with like 110 in sag. And um, I ended up chasing some settings a little bit because, again, I'm a little bit outside that range. So we had to, I had to go stiffer on the compression on both front and rear. And I ended up having to mess around with uh, a lot of rebound settings in order to get that balance. I actually had to go um, a turn in on high-speed compression to get the bike to ride a little bit higher to balance it out because I couldn't get that 105 sag. Yeah, so uh, you're, you're at the point where you need a spring. Uh, yeah, I need, definitely need springs. And the good thing yeah. about an air fork is right. a couple, air. couple yeah. pumps. Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we were able to balance between uphills, downhills, and braking bumps to get a comfortable area where it wasn't you know kicking me or a little bit scary it's still a little bit busy because i was still a little bit low on the stroke but again that's just a setup issue and i know it's probably just a spring issue but overall i found a comfortable not the best setting for myself but a comfortable setting and it's funny because you mentioned you felt like you thought it was riding low in the stroke mm -hmm. and i was for sure watching it and it didn't look low right. in the stroke where I was moving, but you had this interesting sensation where you said it was like the first two or three of the right. the chops. Kind of explain that. Uh, it was just like it was going into the bumps, whether it's the downhill or even the braking bumps. It would go in, and by the time I hit the third bump, I would feel the, the suspension come back at me, and I could feel it in the handlebars. Either the shock would kick or the front fork would actually like kind of re rebound into my hands. And uh, it took a little bit of settings to try to calm a little bit of that down. Yeah, and, and the direction going with slowing the rebound down was, I, I've never been a big fan of, of doing that. I just don't like a slow feeling front end, but it, it really worked. And it kind of shows how um, actually easy to adjust. By the way, the, the rebound adjustment on the bottom of the fork is now a, a knob you can turn with your fingers, which is, which is brilliant. Uh, and then you can actually reach up and turn the compression um, just with your hand literally while you're riding. So it's almost as easy as, as changing the maps. But... Uh, I, I was actually really, really impressed with the handling. I thought it was, um, or the, the suspension. Um, I, I've, I'm always been, I've always been a big fan of air forks. Um, I like the way they work. I never bottomed uh, either end, actually. Um, and uh, there, was some big, there was some big bumps today. So overall pretty good, and you were pretty happy as well. <clears throat> yeah. On to the handling, and I think this is where this bike is probably a, you know a standout along with the KTM because they're very very similar but this 450 feels like a 350 and maybe I me personally I give it a little bit of ding in the motor for that but this is where I really like this bike as a 450 I remember riding the very first KTM 350 and I thought this is what a motorcycle motocross bike should be but it just doesn't have enough power and now we have way too much power in a bike that is super super light feeling and, and agile yeah, I 
Well, it's not a huge fan of the Husky a few years ago, and it wasn't a bike that I would be put on my list of one to buy. And now, uh, starting riding the uh, last year, the 2019, and then the Rockstar Edition 19, and, and this bike, I've come to, I could own this motorcycle now with a little bit of suspension tuning. I, I thought a lot more comfort zone in the bike and I like the way the chassis feels, even though it's still a tiny bit small for me, but it doesn't feel small, although it looks big on the motorcycle, but I, I could own this bike now. I, a couple years ago, I didn't really have any interest in owning one. Yeah, I really enjoyed how lightweight the bike was for a 450. And that's coming off a two-stroke guy. Yeah, it was very lightweight and I like that it wasn't like too much power too and everything and the bike just really was really good at cornering and everything and it was one of the first 450s i've ever felt really comfortable on just right away yeah so in 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 the grand scheme of things it's it to me it feels like a bike that'll that if you like a, a bike that turns on the front end it's pretty easy to get it there to set it up like that it does that pretty well it slides pretty darn nice um, and I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of a, of a rear sliding bike, but it seems like this bike's pretty versatile as far as the way it works. Um, we, we had, you know, there, there was some issue maybe on the initial turn in, um, and that's where that slowing that rebound seemed to really benefit, uh, just helping that. Um, and I think that you can find a happy, it's not that far off cause we're three completely different, um, riding ability levels, three completely different, uh, um, weights and and everybody kind of got off the bike and said yeah we're pretty close and it was just after one day and the track was pretty beat it wasn't wasn't a it wasn't a track usually there's certain bikes that I would not want to be out on this track on today and that Husky was uh, definitely not one of those bikes yeah I mean for me it's yeah I need some springs and a little bit more work and another day of uh, of a setup but after that I think I'd find a really good comfort zone whereas these guys probably can... Uh, I could race it tomorrow. They could race it tomorrow, yeah. Uh, the bike's narrow. Mm. I kind of like what Husky does with the front of the radiator shrouds. They kind of round those things down, mm. so there's there's no... I didn't find any snag points. The the foot pegs are insane. Did you have a problem with the brake pedal? I still had a problem with the brake pedal. Yeah, it's funny. I missed it a couple times today, too, and then, yeah. I, and then, I, then I go, oh, hey, I'm, I'm back on one of the new... You right. know, I'm used to my older ones. They have the little shorter right. brake pedal, but uh, notice that. Brake pedal's still too long and still is tucked underneath... Uh, the engine case a tiny bit too much. And one of the big changes between the KTM and the Husky is the Magura clutch activation. So, so the Magura, like we talked about in the engine, is quicker, uh, a little, little different, little different feel there. But it does have the Brembo brakes. Um, right. So the brakes are similar on all the uh, all the motocross bikes. Uh, man, that the it's and it's funny that the, going back and forth between the Husky and the KTM, I noticed a little more. I got a little more. Um, a little more rigid feel on the front, a little stiffer feel on the front, even though the tire pressure was correct and stuff. And I think that might be the Pro Taper bars, which is another difference yeah. between and like you know, good or bad. Um, it just had a little bit of a stiffer tendency. And we kind of collectively think that that triple clamp is with the rounded edges, and that's a KTM made part now. That's a really nice piece, and it does help uh, with that front end feel being so nice. Yeah, I've actually ridden a bike with back and forth testing with that clamp and a standard clamp and. There is a difference with the split and rounded and the split clamp that KTM and Husqvarna sell as their accessory triple clamp. And that's the one that comes standard on the spikes. Uh, the front wheel is laced differently, the spoke. It's a triple cross uh, spoke, which is, you know, in a, a, a t hooked up to the fancy hubs. The bike looks nice. I mean, in, you know, if you want to be number 21, it, it comes that way. 
and uh, the muffler is just a, a you know a, a Super Sano FMF you know blue blue one that it's sound very sound responsible. Um, uh, I, I guess some of the other mags had actually pulled the end cap out looking for more you know more snap off the bottom, but uh, I think the way it was delivered was good uh, good for us. And um, anybody else have any other I mean, things it, that stood out? If you're into you know gadgets and a little bit of uh, upgrades and bikes like that i mean you really want to look at the rockstar edition opposed to a standard one because you do get some value there that would cost you a lot more than adding clamps exhaust wheels compared to the standard 20. and and it, since it isn't a big change and this is something i noticed sometimes the first you know quote, quote factory editions that get kind of pushed out are a little bit they're a little bit getting pushed out so the race team can is is able to race with them and this bike is because it's, it's been largely the same it's just getting refined more and more and so i don't think you're you're not quote testing anything for them at this time They're, a lot of the stuff is proven the engine is kind of like they said it's other than the mapping and stuff it's the same engine they've been running uh, for a long time so overall uh pretty polished package and uh i think um over i, I mean in in my world uh, you know, we're kind of rolling to the conclusion here. Uh, we talked about it. Two of us feel like we could race it. The only thing I would do, and this is a personal preference, is is I'm not a fan of the tires that were on the bike. And and I and I and luckily I've ridden those tires on other bikes and changed. And I know that I can go to a kind of more softer, uh, uh, more bump compliant tire. So I tend to go to the and this is where I'm weird, a Pirelli or a Michelin uh, tire, which most people don't like, or even a Bridgestone for that matter. And I just get along with it better. That would be probably the first thing I would do to that bike and, and line up at the start line. And I probably wouldn't. Um, I think half of my little nitpicky things would actually go away with that. Well, it was a dry day today with a really hard basic Glen Helen. A lot of times it's a little bit soft underneath. So, we, and, yeah, and, I, I agree. that and I, the MX-33s yeah, are a more soft terrain tire. I, I, had, I struggled with a tire. I would have preferred, even if it went Dunlop with the newer 53s. Yeah, work really well on would would have worked better in these conditions for sure so and you're ready to move off your yamaha <laughs> yeah it's definitely a good bike just coming off of like a yamaha <clears throat> switching over and just everything about it was good i didn't really have a struggle with the tires i thought that they were good in the hard pack and the soft pack they were hooking up really good for me so i didn't really notice much of a difference for that maybe you're just too young to be to know <laughs> i'll care <laughs> So, anyways, that's our that's our impression. Anything anything bad about the bike? I mean, I mean, like my my biggest <clears throat> nitpick, and it and it's, it, it cro goes across from our five hundred one and our KTM EXC five hundred, and that, that whole engine family is that the engine has gotten so light, it it rev just right off the crack of the throttle. It doesn't have a chug, and then it revs up kind of quick. I mean, not that it's not making power. It just, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work down in this super low RPM range that I want. I like the, I like the handling aspects of that. But I, what I, what I, what I said is, I said, how do you like the bike? I go, man, this isn't my flavor, but this is a really good motorcycle. I would say along the entire realm, whether it's a motocross, the off-road, or even the dual sport, they've got this chassis weight ratio where they might they allow the bike to feel lighter than it actually is. But again, yeah, the, the power tuning to me for motocross, it was fine with me for off-road. I could have used more bottom. Yeah. I really like like the shrouds kind of, they seem to pop out more than the KTM and just kind of pushed your feet out a little bit more and it just kind of made it feel like as if you're almost running a desert tank kind of like, 
like the old like Sierra 450X is kind of type feel like I don't know I just didn't really like that to where the KTM's you could bring your knees in a lot tighter into and, the you, frame. and you actually felt that with your knees yeah interesting yeah see I find I find well I've ride bow legged I guess but I found it was, He's also got legs great. that are probably longer than all of ours. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that probably body, makes a body, Yeah, body size. shape. So, right. yeah, it's all the, all the good things. Yeah, oh, hey, the seat it also has ripples on it. I know you like that. No, I do not like ripples. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, with that, we're going to kind of wrap this up. Hopefully you learned a lot about the uh, Husky FC450 Rockstar, Rockstar Edition. And... Uh, Check out www.dirtbiketest.com for more information, and uh, we can answer 9 out of 10 questions that you have without looking at a reference manual. See ya.